Hello there. Welcome to the Oblivious Maximus podcast for the first audio version with a guest in a while. Sorry it's taken me so long to get back to doing this. You know, life, it's busy. Uh, My guest this week is Andrew Portelli. Andrew is a stand-up comedian who is very funny and was very keen to talk to me about Lateralis by Tool. Um, I, like all fat goths in school, liked Tool, good rhyme, Um, and Andrew was kind enough to come and chat to me about it. Um, Good little chinwag about a weird record that is very long as an adult. And when you're not sitting in your room by yourself as a teenager listening to it, it is quite a slog. Um, But a record that's got a bunch of ripping choruses and a bunch of good songs. And I wouldn't be the grown-up fat goth that I am now if I didn't still have a soft spot for some of the great hooks that are in this record. Um, So Andrew and I talk about that. There's a video version of the first 10 minutes of this on YouTube. Check that out. Go on the YouTube channel and check out the little videos that I've been making and some of the other podcasts. There'll be more up there soon. Um, Follow us on these things. Um, Give us a like and subscribe on that stuff if you would like to. Follow us on the socials. Um, Andrew is performing at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, which is fucking cool, um, between the 25th of March and the 18th of April um, at the Comedy Zone show. So go check that out. Go to comedyfestival.com.au and search the show. I'll put the link in the show notes um, for this to check out and give Andrew a follow on social media at Enter the Portman and a show that he does with Ben Searle, a previous guest and dear friend uh, called Talkin' Biscotti. Check that out on Instagram. It's at Talkin' Biscotti. Anyway, here's episode 110 of the Oblivious Maximus podcast. Me and Andrew Portelli talking about Lateralis by Tool. Fucking brutal. Andrew, welcome to my podcast and my kitchen. <laughs> Hello, how are you? It's great to be here. I'm doing very well, thanks. So you're here to talk to me about Lateralis by Tool. Yeah, yeah. The uh, best album in history. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you pick Lateralis? Um, I, I, loved, I loved Tool yep. uh, when, I was in, when I was a teenager and Lateralis was my favorite album, and I watched them in concert uh, when they were touring that album. Yeah. Uh, but also, since then, Tool has become a very funny reference. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not ashamed to say that I still like them. So it's like I was saying before, like this when I don't know. It, it, I don't think it was when this record came out. I mean, maybe it was, but this record was like really, really big. It like, was huge. It was. I didn't, again, I didn't like doing my great Wikipedia research. It fucking debuted at number one <laughs> on the billboard. Like that's insane. Oh my God. It was um, like, even I, 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 you know, you, I bought it from Sanity. Yeah. 
And um, it came in that acetate sleeve. Yeah. And it's like, fucking hell, like I'm in for an experience here. <laughs> and it was just, an experience. Yeah, It yeah. still is an experience. It absolutely is. Yeah. yeah. It like, yeah, I guess just looking it up, I didn't really think in the context of having, you know, known the record for so long that, yeah, debuted at number one, it won a Grammy <laughs> and has sold like, five million copies or something yeah. like it's a huge record I, I don't i don't know that i don't know like i know that tool are a big band they, because they're really big people still have like tool bumper stickers in yeah. 2021 but like it's i don't know i guess just in the scope of like the other stuff that i was listening to at the time to me they were just like another metal band i suppose yeah i it they're, they're so weird because I don't know how they they got from where they were yeah. to where they are now, which is like almost like a punchline. Oh yeah, and I I don't know why. Like I don't follow like music journalism or anything yeah. closely enough to understand what happened. <laughs> At some point, they became a joke. Well, I think I think a big thing for them was like I remember a thing about this record that I didn't need to find out on Wikipedia, but they were another band that were like hard out pissed off at Napster and music like oh, really? piracy. Yeah. And so they had like this weird, I don't know if it was them or their publicists or something, but there was this, like they made like a viral campaign mm. before this record came out essentially being, this is what our new record's going to be called. And these are some like song titles from it. And mm. it was a way to like trick people into not like stealing the actual record so there was like all this stuff on Napster and LimeWire and all those things that were fake songs essentially. Oh, right. And it was like to fake them out of actually stealing the record that was coming out. And I think that at the time put like a bit of a target on them for like, I don't know, people on the internet, to yeah. see, like early internet to yeah. start teasing them essentially. Right. And then I think that plus whatever the cultural impact of their songs is yeah. over time has like diverted them away from like debuting number one, having this big rock record to then now being like kind of embarrassing. Yeah. 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 I mean, I remember, yeah, back then, um, like all the stuff with Metallica. Yeah. Uh, and, and Napster and, and, and people really going in hard at them Mm. saying, you know, you're already so fucking rich. Yeah. Uh, how, how, you know, how, why are you um, defending your copyright? <laughs> <laughs> and now it's gotten to the point with Spotify where artists make fuck all. Yeah. And everyone's like, Spotify is so evil. It's like, yeah, you fucking started this. This is your <laughs> fault. Yeah. <laughs> don't you remember? It, um, um, it is like, yeah, I don't know. I think the, the thing for me with records like this, though, is like, um, I mean, I, when you, told me this is what you want to do. I completely forgot how long it is. Oh, to, yeah. Like, e- even individual songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like the record comes in an hour and 16 minutes, Yeah, which is like, I think my, like, you know, I've done some long records on this yeah. so far, but like I just forgot. And then again, like, I mean, it's, I, I get it in the scope of a record, but like I can really take or leave the interludes. Oh, man. <laughs> listening to it now. Well, <laughs> I think what you got to remember with 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 Flutter Up, like this came out two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. So pre TikTok, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's attention span yeah was Much longer, longer. <laughs> and you weren't. 
I th- you know, when I listened to this album, I was listening to the album. I wasn't doing other yeah, stuff. Yeah. I was in my bedroom. I locked the door <laughs> and said, Mom. <laughs> leave me be. Leave me. For leave one me hour alone. and 16 minutes, leave me be. I'm opening my third eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm entering the spirit realm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, you really did focus in on it. I agree though. Some of the fucking interludes are crazy. <laughs> Well, that, and then, like, I was looking up things, yeah, with it. And the song Mantra is Maynard the singer squeezing his cat and it's that's the audio slowed yeah. down. And I was, like, thinking when you got a 10-minute song into a 8-minute song, do you need two minutes of the, <laughs> the cat squeeze in, the, in between the two? Anyway, good on him. It was an experience, you know? Yeah. Um, it like the, I think, um, the other thing that I really remember about this when it came out was being in school and playing music. And this record was like the record for people who cared heaps about like what was happening in music rather than like listening to it, you know, like rather than listening to the song itself and like mm. thinking about the song, they were so focused in on like, there were, like the mythology behind the fact that they, they were like, you know, they wrote songs in a certain way to represent, like one of the songs represents the Fibonacci sequence. And that's like the, the structure of the parts. And I was just, and I remember thinking again, like that's where I think later down the track, yeah, that's where this band starts getting like made fun of. I, I, I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, because it's, it's, it's ambitious. Yeah. And it takes itself. So seriously, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, I, I had the I had the same experience just listening back. Yeah, um, I still really enjoy the the main songs. Yeah, but there is this feeling, I guess, of um, like pretentiousness. Yeah, that was fine when I was fifteen. <laughs> when you're opening your third eye by yourself. Yeah, um, but now I'm like, oh fuck, dude, like. <laughs> Um, where, like, were you in school when this came out? Was that like mm. 15, you said? Uh, I was, no, I'm actually, I'm older. Uh, so it's 2001. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, I think 13, 14. Yeah. 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 Um, and were you like into it right away or did it cut, did you come to this from other stuff? So I just started, uh, high school. Mm-hmm. You're right. And, um, my my closest friend was like burning uh, CDs for me, like yeah, yeah. mixed CDs, and and he had an older bro- an older brother, uh, and that's how I found out about a lot of this music. So yeah, like he he put he put most of this album and mo- most of um, Enema, yeah, um, I think, and then I went and I went and bought the actual um, the actual album, but. Yeah, like I, I, I got into this at the same time as getting into like Faith No More. Yeah, sure. And um, Fear Factory and, and shit like that. Um, and, and yeah, so it was, it was, it was purely through like a, a guy at school yeah. who introduced me, yeah. I think like, um, yeah, I, I guess I, I came from like the same angle, I suppose. But I think when, when starting to hear Tool, I was already kind of listening to like pretty heavy metal stuff. Yeah. But... I think really the big thing was, yeah, like I was doing music at school Mm. and that's where this got really popular 
was the dudes that I was in like music class with who were so, as I said before, like music nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Like so focused in on like the specific music stuff about it. And I mean, I remember a big thing, which is kind of weird in the music because tool, I mean, they're classified as like a progressive prog rock band, but for all intents and purposes, like the songs are not that weird to listen to. Like, it's not like listening to, you know, fucking, I don't know, Dream Theater or Rush or yeah. those weird, weird bands that have lots of different things yeah. going on. But I think it's because, like, I mean, this obviously they still wanted to be, like, a successful band. So mm. they kind of, like, the singles have, I mean, for all the teasing that they get, the choruses are fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, they're really hooky. Yeah. They really stay in your head. Mm. And they're, the, the songs are not structured in a way that, forgets the chorus like the chorus always comes back and is the hook again yeah which is kind of like that's a that's you know a pop music way of writing songs essentially i I think i think you're right um and then the kind of like ambitious side of it is like what if we made these cunts eight minutes long (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's just play the whole song twice yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, and i mean the like enema yeah, I think they they were doing some some stuff that kind of demanded a different type of attention. Yeah, from from their listeners. I, I mean, obviously, like other b- bands have sampled, you know, like spoken word or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Before, but they they really leaned into that sort of shit yeah. of like this is this kind of weird experience, um, and the sort of stuff like that that the lyrics are about. Yeah, yeah. Is is still. I, I still think it, it kind of holds up in the same way that Fight Club holds up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very, you, they're, the two you're are like, intertwined. You're like, fucking give it a rest, but also, like, this is, it's still good. I will of. spiral out. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> oh, man, I fucking thrashed that song. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I think the other thing too, definitely when I was hearing this was also, um, like, when everyone I knew was like, oh, yeah, smoking weed is awesome. And, like, yeah. the, this and smoking weed, the, the, oh my God. <laughs> the, the handshake of the two in at that time is like, oh, boy, these yeah. are made for one another. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It, like, I think I remember very vividly being in a garage at some point of course. and just playing that outro where they're just talking about aliens yep. and people being like, you know, like some, you know, bong shed philosopher was like, exactly. this is, there's something going on here, guys, that <laughs> we, we need to know about. Tool are telling us something. We'll figure it out here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I think that was a big part of it. The, the other thing that it's associated with in my mind is that movie Donnie Darko. Oh, yeah. Yeah, same kind of yeah. vibe of like, what's really going? Like, ah, oh, the suburbs are so boring and fake, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is speaking to us. This film, this band. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's kind of for like teenagers who didn't want to pretend to be like black, like. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like sure. you could you could either get into Eminem yep. <laughs> and like Tupac or like Tool and they were just different paths. Yeah, yeah. You know, diverging diverging paths. Yeah. I think like I think as well I don't know. So I mean in school I was like long hair metal dude. Yeah. 
And this was a way in some senses to like, this was like a connection between me doing that. And then like the guys who were not into metal, but were like, you know, as I said, like real, like I'm sure they are activists of some kind at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's, that's the way they were going. It wasn't so much about the music. It was about like, you know, like the packaging and yes. the fucking samples. Like yeah. that was what it was about. It wasn't yeah. really about the songs. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I like, I think, um, <clears throat> I think as well, like with, in listening to it, um, like the, the songs themselves, like obviously they're very long, but like they're pretty, they are pretty simple too. Like the, the drums and the bass are real wild and mm. doing lots of stuff but the guitars are like super basic pretty much the entire time. And then the singing is like, I think that's where a lot of that hook comes in is, is the singing. And obviously with the lyrics, the way that mm. he's written the lyrics, mm. like that's where a lot of people dive into as well. I think so. Yeah. He, he's, he's a great singer. Oh yeah. Like, um, and I think he's another person who like, yeah, I mean for sure. And I like, uh, you know, you could speculate for days, but like he definitely gets a lot of grief and is teased a lot. Mm. But I mean, the dude can write a fucking chorus and like he can really sing in, and in, I mean, in some of these songs, I think like, I think Parabola is my favorite song on the record mm-hmm. just cause I don't know, maybe it's the most like metal sort of sounding yeah. song, but at the same time, like some of the, like the chorus on the patient and stuff mm. like, is so hooky. Like it's yeah. so good. And like, as I said before, like I was, I listened to this record, like, I don't know, two or three times yesterday and got a bit drunk last night. And all I could think about when I was sleeping was that, like just had that chorus going over <laughs> and over my head, which, you know, has made it very easy today yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. I'm thinking about it for 24 hours, but yeah, it's like, it's a, I don't know for, for me, I think records like this are ones where like they can stuff like that helps it last longer as well, mm. you know, cause it doesn't leave your head the second you finish listening to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think because it, it demands, um, it, it can't, yeah, it, it does kind of take a while to marinate in it. Yeah. Um, it does. Yeah, it does. It does. It does seep into you somehow. Yeah. Um, I, I saw them in concert. Yeah. Uh, I think, the year after this came out, they, yep. were, they were touring. I saw them at the the Perth Entertainment Center. Yeah, how was that? It was unreal. Yeah, it was unreal. Was uh, it? Were, what was like the stage show like for that tour? Um, I think it's just lights. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just lights. It, the stage show was good, but really, what what impressed me was was the sound. Yeah. Um, the the Perth Entertainment Center had like these these great acoustics. It's been knocked down now, mm. but. The bait, you know, when it's like inside, yeah, yeah, your I guess your sternum or something, yeah, like <laughs> the center of you, yeah. Um, it felt like that for an hour and a half, yeah, wow. And um, they like they played their big songs from Anima, yeah, um, and most of Lateralis, yeah, and his vocals were just magnificent, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's like they. It's quite funny that, I mean, I guess another thing about Tool is that they've become this band that like, it's like, it's always like 10 years between a record or something. And that, yeah. that's another like big talking point for them. I, I think, 
I think between Anima and this was another one where there was like a massive gap. Yeah, that, some, maybe seven years or something. Yeah, and so it builds like, <clears throat> I guess, you know, some people say it's not a good thing, but it fucking builds so much hype around it mm. when it comes out. And then I think a thing about them though is like, I mean, I've never seen them live. I don't think I've seen them live, but I mean, I'm sure I would remember if I had, but um, I remember a big thing about them as as it went on was like the stage shows got like weirder and weirder. Mm-hmm. But I think to me, like that that stuff sort of, when that stuff starts happening, that kind of feels like you're getting in the way of the music. Like yeah. I'd rather just see them play it and it sound awesome. Yeah. Like I remember, the, I feel like the last time I saw like a video of some of their stage show or something, it was like they were all playing in with like a screen in front of them. What do you mean? Like a, like a weird, like a, like a clear screen kind of thing that was getting like stuff projected onto it oh. and they were playing behind it. <laughs> it was just like, cool. <laughs> Thanks. I paid to see you play. Yeah. Not, yeah. not this weird shit. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, I think bands like this often, I mean, obviously they can sort of start becoming a parody well, of themselves. Pushing and- the limits of expression. <laughs> well, that's true. And reality. <laughs> Do you remember the, um, their video clips. Yeah. Especially from, from Enema. Yeah. Like all the claymation stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just very unsettling. Yeah. And like, I think what is the schism video from this record is like, it's like 15 minutes long. Like it's like <laughs> six minutes longer than the song itself. Yeah. And that's the song they won a Grammy for. Yeah. <laughs> like It's... Just crazy. It does. It does. Like, I mean, you think back to that time. Yeah. And it's like, <coughs> the world was so different. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, I think this was also when this came out, and I don't know what it was like for you, but this was like the era of music videos. It was mm. like, because music videos now are kind of like, it's a function to put it on YouTube, essentially. Like, yeah. They're not. The, you know the production that goes into them is not what it was like. Yeah, ex- this except time. at that at that like top. Echelon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah uh, that that's right. Because like I mean I mean I did like I guess it's a bit different, but you know like there was a time where bands like this and Corn and stuff mm. like that were doing like you know they'd have like a five million dollar music video, mm. and like I'm sure now if they were to request that it'd be like. Why would we do Sorry, that? Guys. Yeah. Like 15 minute music video? Yeah. <laughs> no, not You're for us. You're talking like a freak on the leash right now. <laughs> we won't be having that. Yeah. Um, a, a tool, a band that you still listen to now? Um, yes, but with increasing irony. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, like, did you listen to this ahead of coming to do this? Yeah, I listened to it, um, I think, a bit on Thursday and then a bit yesterday. And what was the what was the feeling for you? Um, well, I I'd come back to it a couple of months ago. Yeah, and then um, I listened to it when we were originally going to record. Mm. Uh, so I've listened to it a few times, and actually came back to it just because I wanted to yeah. initially. Yeah. Um, but the more that I listen to it now, the more I'm like, oh, I can't really keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know you you just at some point you kind of you make a decision in your life about whether you're someone who still listens to Tool. <laughs> and that was this year? <laughs> um, 
Well, no, I'm, I, I, I choose not to identify now <laughs> as, a tool fan. as like a current tool fan. Like to sure. me, it's purely historical. Okay. Um, but mostly because, yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm not progressing. <laughs> <laughs> And it is, it does link into that like weed thing as well. Yeah, you know, like you don't want to. Be, I'm 33. Yeah, you know, I don't want to be fucking a guy who's like 33, still listening to an album that he listened to in year eight <laughs> when he was at his most angsty. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're still just trying to learn to express yourself, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's 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 true. I just I just hope that I'm I'm kind of gravitating towards different <laughs> different things now. Um, but having said that, I did recently buy, um, a galaxy projector for my room. So (laughs) (laughs) it all ties in. Yeah. Um, do you think like, did this influence your like taste in music at all beyond it? Yeah. 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 So this was kind of at the start of me getting into just kind of like heavy ish um, music. Um, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't go like too deep into into metal, mm-hmm. but um, it was around the same time I was listening to like Rage Against the Machine, and yeah, Nirvana and shit like that. And all that, I mean, that stuff kind of tie a lot of it ties in together. I mean, like Maynard sings on a Rage Against the Machine song, does he? Yeah, wow. On the first Rage record, he sings on one of the songs. really, yeah, wow. He, I think he does a chorus in it. Yeah, but like, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. This, I guess, yeah, it, it's. I think because of the age that we are, so much of this is tied into being in school for me. Like, yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, like, I mean, even now, like I, you know, much like yourself, I wouldn't be listening to Tool regularly, but mm. like when. <laughs> and if you did, you wouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so, my little secret. Yeah. My own spiral out yeah. time. Um, Lock the door, pull the bong out. <laughs> Work that third eye up. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, like I guess in a, I, I guess like as an adult listening to this, the purpose it serves is a lot of like reminiscing rather mm. than delving too much into what you're listening to, I suppose. Yeah, I agree with that. I also think that, you know, at the time it felt new. Yeah. But it, it was so big and what felt new about it. Like just cause we're so familiar with it now, it doesn't mm. feel new anymore. And so it does, it can feel a little bit pretentious because you yeah. forget that at the time it was like quite innovative or it felt yeah, quite yeah. In- innovative. Well, I think the other thing too, is that now when you listening, when you're listening to it, you are listening to it through the lens of like, I don't want to get caught listening to tools. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, it's like, now saying Fight Club is your favorite movie. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It's it's it just has all these associations because yeah. we all have been stuck with someone <laughs> <laughs> who talks about that sort of shit. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, it's 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 hard to separate, I think. Do you have do you have like a specific memory of that all like coming to a head? Like um it was just a gradual thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was um, <clears throat> because I yeah I mean I definitely uh, flirted with um, being an insufferable <laughs> <laughs> shithead, <laughs> um, but I I think it's just a gradual realization of like you can't just listen to 
dude stuff or watch dude stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So what? But what do you think shook you out of that? I was living with this guy. I was I was good friends with him. Yeah, and he was really into film. Yeah, right. Um, but his his favorite films are like Pulp Fiction, um, The Boondock Saints, real dude stuff. <laughs> Just um, Fight Fight Club. Yeah, and edge seeing it in someone else. Met like made me reflect and and go and go. Oh, I've got to sort of broaden out here, yeah. Because you you know you can get trapped, and before you know it, you know you're you're 35 years old, got a fucking like massively receding hairline, and you're just sucking back on that vape, and <laughs> <laughs> and you're all alone. <laughs> and then you next thing you know, you're storming the capital. <laughs> it really, <laughs> yeah. Um. And like what You're trying to get a like twenty two year old girlfriend <laughs> it's all gone wrong. <laughs> what um what where did you go from there then? Um like what where did where did you find yourself after making that realization? Uh I I got into uh well the car that I had at the time, so that was like early uni. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I used to borrow my dad's car and just had an AM yep. radio. So I was listening to uh, 1086iX yep. on, on the AM. So <laughs> great. <laughs> so I was just, I was going backwards in time and, and listening to a lot of classic music, like from yeah, right. the 60s and 70s. And okay. um, yeah, got into like older, like rock or um, pop and stuff like that. Yeah. And then kind of detoured into uh, Bob Dylan and, Leonard sure. Cohen and you know I was reading some Dostoevsky. <laughs> You're at uni. You're yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I I was uh, studying philosophy, <laughs> so like to paint a picture. Um, yeah, so I kind of went into that, and then just now I just listen to everything. Yeah, pretty much. I think it it like, I think that's yeah. They, it's funny when you find those moments where like, yeah, like you said, you you sort of see what you're becoming in someone mm. else and <laughs> you can you can either recognize or decide like oh boy this is yeah this is too much like i think for me you know like not that i've abandoned that much of it but mm. like i remember being like like the people that i was hanging around like all like so so brutally invested in death metal and like that's <laughs> all that's all that our lives were yeah and I was working, which I still do, was working in childcare. Yeah. And that being the other, the two sides yeah. of my personality were yeah. like working in childcare and teaching with kids. And then the other side is wow. like, yeah, like literally <laughs> the most abrasive thing I could, <laughs> I could have happening. But I think there was a point where I was like, I remember um, I was working in childcare. I had hair down to my ass. I was listening to death metal all the time. Yeah. And I got nits from working at a childcare yeah. center. And having nits is bad, but when you have hair that's down to your ass, having mm. nits is real Disaster. fucking bad. <laughs> and I remember going home and telling my mom, I think I was like 19 or something, going home and telling my mom that I had nits. And my mom was just like, I mean, she might have a different opinion on this, but she was like, thank fuck. Cause now we can get rid of your hair yeah, and like you can move, start moving past the next this phase of as your an, life as an adult. Yeah. Like, and is that what happened? Basically. Like yeah. I basically, like, I cut my hair 
and then was like, oh, I look like a grown up now. Mm. And if I like, you know, I'm saying this while I'm wearing a metal shirt in front of a fucking death metal <laughs> thing. But like when, um, you know, I was like, I remember I started wearing like color again. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have tats yet? No, that came later. But I think like I, I remember so vividly going in, going to a show or a party or something and I was wearing a white shirt. It was still a band shirt, but it was a mm. white shirt. And uh, a guy that I was friends with just looking at me and going like, what happened to you? Cut your hair, white shirt. And I was like, oh yeah, it's like just a white shirt. And he was like, not here. It's yeah, it, that he was like, that sucks. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. People change, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, but th- that, we all got to grow. <laughs> that in me, like that's my moment of what you were talking about. Just like seeing that and being like, Fuck, man, looking at this dude, him saying that's me. I was like, that was me. Pre-nits. Yeah. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> like, Do you think about what would have what would have happened if you hadn't gotten nits? <laughs> I mean, my life would be so different. Real sliding doors moment. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably still be living at mum's house in Canberra listening to death metal. <laughs> like, now I'm just here listening to death metal. Yeah. But yeah. at least I've got short hair and have a job. So. <laughs> yeah. You got, a, you got a nice place. You yeah. Know. Yeah, things really do come together for you when you open yourself up to the world. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but and it's really, which I guess is funny that a band like this and, you know, it's funny that, you know, the track that my brain is on now is just completely associating Tool with Fight Club. But like mm. getting sucked into that is like, it seems such a weird thing now thinking back on it, like that people got so enveloped by that interest it, area it's no I, th- I think i think really the appeal of it to me and to but generally yeah um is it speaks to alienation sure like that's i think that's the like fundamental sort yeah, of yeah. appeal or um focus of of like tool and and those other like films and bands and stuff yeah and yeah that's why it appealed to teenagers. That's why it appealed to teenage boys because they do feel, I like I at that time I felt extremely alienated. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this this expresses this kind of existential angst. Why Why do you think you felt like that? Uh, I, well, I was a um, I was on an academic scholarship. Okay, but I was also a fat Italian boy. Sure. So. <laughs> I had like the, a the lot combo. of, I had a lot of sh- weird, like conflicting stuff going on. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't super popular, mm-hmm. um, but also like had quite a, like had quite a good upbringing, but yeah. then just high school was just a fucking lot to deal with. Yeah. Um, so I think. I was think it a private school that you were at? It was a rough private boys school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which so can it, always be brutal. <laughs> oh, oh man. It was so yeah, like the main things I learned I'd say were um like avoiding eye contact yeah. and pretending like oh yeah, everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> it like it but yeah, I think I think that that was the appeal of yeah. Stuff of, like of, of all this shit was like 
<coughs> it, it spoke to people like that <clears throat> feeling of 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 alienation. Yeah. Um, and that's also like that's another reason why I feel uh, good about having left it behind mm. is because yeah, like at at some point you go well. Am I going to continue to feel like this or am I actually going to sort of accept the world on its terms and yeah, yeah. participate in it? Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think I think I came, well, different angle, but same, I think probably same track of like, I mean, <clears throat> I, like a lot of people that listen to music like this, my parents got divorced. Yeah. <laughs> and so I found, I found solace in people yelling. Um, but like, I guess I in a similar boat. Like I went to a public school, not a, not a private school, but went to a public school. But I'd come from growing up. I'd come from living overseas as like a diplomat's child, and then came right. came back to Australia. I was short and fat, mm. and had my parents had got divorced, so I was sad, <laughs> <laughs> and I had an accent. Like I had an American accent because I really, never, yeah, because I'd never lived in Australia before, yeah. and so like that trio, yeah, <laughs> and starting year seven in mm. Australia, like coming back to start high school was like, like it was a recipe for disaster, yeah, basically. yeah. <laughs> like, but there was five other people who were going through like almost the exact yeah. same thing, and then <clears throat> they just become you just get one another, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I think that the other thing too, it's funny for me, like, and it's really, I guess it's really different for lots of people. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I don't really have many friends that I went to school with now as an adult. Like mm. I got a couple, yeah, but they weren't like that group of people. I'm not really mm. like, you know, we're friends on Facebook, but like, we're not, we don't interact with one another mm. anymore. Mm. But I think that's also kind of tied into this for me is like, you kind of got to leave that shit behind at some point. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Well, you, you, I mean, you grow so much yeah. and, and change so much. It's, it's, it's rare to like, to, yeah, to, to still uh, almost like be compatible with people when they knew you back then, Yeah, you know, and you're so different. Yeah. What's it like, what's it like for you now? Um, in terms of stuff like that with doing comedy and like having somewhat of like a public presence, does it draw any of that stuff back in for you at all? What do you mean? Like leaving stuff like this behind and then having like a public persona of sorts. Yeah. Does it, do you ever find like, you know, people from school or things like that coming back and being like, Oh, you're, you're a comedian now. (laughs) Like, um, not at all. Really? <laughs> nah. Uh, well, That's great. I mean, every, every, yeah, everyone's back in um, back in Perth. Sure. Or they've moved away or whatever. But um, yeah, I pretty much, I, I lost contact with, with most of my high school friends. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I got to uni that I kind of met people where I was like, um, like, oh, I'm choosing to be friends with you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we're not just forced we're into the same place. We're not just clinging onto each other <laughs> in the open ocean. <laughs> the fucking sharks are circling. Getting, getting. Like, who's got a flare? <laughs> getting through this private school experience yeah, yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and 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 yeah, definitely people from from uni pop up. I'm I'm still friends with them. I don't I don't yeah. see them much, but I still like they're still friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, by that time I had already kind of left the tool yeah, yeah. video game kind of phase behind me consciously. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I guess like it's, it's an interesting thing to, to recognize and have to make a change though, that like, I need to get out of this. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, f- for me, it was like, it was this feeling of, um, all this shit ultimately is about hiding in your room. Yeah. Right. From, from everything that's out there. Yeah. And I don't think that's like a good way to live your life. Yeah, sure. Um, and I think, I think I had an inkling back then of like, this is, th- these are the options that you have in yeah. general terms. Yeah. And when, when you like, get yourself out of it and mm. you're, you know, existing in society. Yeah. Like that sucks as well, by the yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There are no good options. <laughs> when, um, like have, has there ever been points where you felt drawn back into, um, into the room? Uh, not, not for this music. Yeah. 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 I mean, definitely there's other stuff that, listen to instead yeah you know like um i was listening to um the emancipation of lauren hill okay a lot while i was going through a breakup right um but that's like that's breakup music yeah you know like that's it's designed for that it's it's like it's this woman with emotional intelligence singing about a breakup and like that's actually what you need to hear yeah when you're an adult yeah whereas I don't think I could ever like retreat to tool because it would take me back to when I was 14 when I didn't know how to deal with feelings, you know? So there's, I don't think that there's much left in it that I can get out of it. Like I already sort of sucked the marrow out of it with going like with all the existential shit. And um, yeah, now I think I kind of look elsewhere when I'm, when I'm trying to get comfort from music. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it like, I think, and I think part of, part of that as well for, for me at least is like, whenever I hear this stuff, it just throws me back to being in school. Like, yeah, that's the, that's the vibe that I get. Even mm. if I'm like, these were adult people who made this music, mm. like who were probably my age now when they were making Or it. older. Yeah. 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 And like considering how, like how early they started releasing yeah, music yeah. by lateralists. Like they, they'd been around for ages. Yeah, yeah. And so like I, I always find that interesting like that. And even like when I did the, the last one I did with Ben talking about Blink-182, like at a certain time, like the music you are writing and playing is like not for the age bracket that, that you are. You're in. <laughs> like that's That's interesting because I... I wasn't conscious of that at the time. Yeah. But looking at it now, and especially as someone, you know, like in his like early mid thirties. Yeah. I find that really weird. Yeah. And kind of sad. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as you know, if you're an artist, but you're, yeah. And, and you're, you're speaking to like children. It's like, oh, you're a kid's entertainer. (laughs) 
You're the wiggles. <laughs> You're the wiggles for teens. Yeah. Like for angsty teens who whose parents um, didn't stay together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I think like now too, like, I mean, I'm sure Tool would have to be getting close to the age of my parents. And like. You reckon they're catching up? I mean, they must be 50. I mean, that's younger than my parents, but like they must be that age at least. Yeah. There's, there are definitely um, fewer options, I think, for um, like, how do you, how do you maintain your, like your edge or your credibility? Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're tall yeah. and you're aging. And yeah. I think Maynard start, starting a winery was his answer to that, weirdly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. The specifics of it, I don't, I don't, I haven't really tracked, like, kept track of it, but it is, yeah, there's, yeah, there's I mean, something weird about it. I mean, I like, again, like, for compared to most people living in society, I'm still existing in like a teen bubble in yeah. getting tattoos and fucking listening to metal and stuff, but like, <laughs> it like, um, I don't know. It, it is like, it's just, I don't know. It's a weird thing where like, yeah. You say that, but you've got like a DeLonghi kettle, you know? <laughs> you know, I am. You're straddling worlds. <laughs> it's a battle inside me yeah. constantly. Very similar to the movie Fight Club. My life <laughs> at this point. Um, do you, do you think like this record is going to be something that permeates throughout your life though? Like, do you think you will listen to it ongoing um if i th- i think i think if i revisit it it'll be for nostalgia or for laughs yeah yeah and and probably as i get older i'll listen to it less yeah like i can still listen to faith no more yeah. in earnest and 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 enjoy it um but this i i don't feel the same way about yeah um yeah i th- i think you know um I think a band like Faith No More that has something different to it because they kind of the band grew. Yes. Like the it the band matured. Yeah, yeah. And I like agree. like it gets to a point where the you know, there's songs that are you know, they're starting to write like love songs in there. Yeah. Rather than you know Fuck the World songs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it starts to develop and change. Mm. And also like the musicality of that band as well. Like, I mean yeah. that was like a you know, alternative rock metal mm. type band that then, you know, they got like real soft songs yeah, now, yeah, yeah. you know. And seemingly every fucking ad for one of the Fox footy ads is playing easy. Oh, faith no more well, constantly right a, now. It's a tune. <laughs> and I mean, also they haven't been like semi-cancelled, which is, yeah. <laughs> well, I t- felt like I should mention, but I wasn't <laughs> sure how. <laughs> Tool got cancelled, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Maynard did? yeah. Yeah, um, just the, I mean, that sort of links into what we're talking about, about um, like <coughs> making music, but you're an adult, but you're making it for yeah for, for kids is like, because I think that's kind of what he was <laughs> accused of. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know how far that went, but. Um, he's got a wine, he's got a wine yeah, right now. Yeah, I so mean, he's... who fucking knows, man, if these people, you know. Um, but yeah, they, um I think Faith No More okay. So. We hope. Yeah, fuck, I hope. At time of recording. Yeah. 
all knowledge points yeah, to yeah. them being okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you, ha- have you found like doing, obviously doing comedy now mm. is, and finding stuff like this, you know, is stuff like this, like even like somewhere that you can go, a well you can go to for, <laughs> for humor? Um, it's, I think it's, uh, like it is funny. Yeah. Uh, but it's only funny to people who get the references. Sure. And so I knew when I suggested this that you would find it funny. Yeah. But you're like an average, like random group of people um, at a show. Yeah. I don't know their reference points, but they're probably not as close to mine. Hey, Mabel. Yeah. yeah. Um, Welcome. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. So is that and is that something that's um, a challenge when, like, you know, doing doing comedy the way that you're doing it is finding, like, finding stuff that people are going to oh yeah like in part of it that that's that's the challenge for for everyone just about is you're kind of <clears throat> you're up there and you're you're exposing parts of yourself but you like. You have you have to make a connection with the audience, so yeah. it has to, it has to be something that they can connect with. Yeah. Um. So if I'm up there talking about tool, or, or like sometimes you'll see people who do comedy occasionally, and like they live in they live in the inner north or something, and yeah. they'll just talk about the inner north. They'll talk about like Brunswick versus Fitzroy or something. Yeah, sure. And it's like no one fucking cares, dude. Like <laughs> this is so specific. Yeah. And the the the, the so it's it's that thing of like you have to kind of work out what people what is what is it about you that strangers would even care about? Yeah. And for me, I know that for most strangers it's not tool, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I don't really want to <laughs> go into it either. <laughs> what um when like when did you start getting into doing comedy? Um I did my first set in 2008 when I was I was like 21. Okay. And then I didn't but I was finishing uh law school at the time. Yeah. And I so I ended up taking a break of like 2 3 years. Yeah. And then I I resumed it once I had started working and like got my first job. Yeah. And and then I just started. And um like how how did you go about finding that for yourself? Like like you were just saying like getting yourself out of yeah. Like solipsism. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think, I think, uh, some people are lucky. Like maybe they have um, enough like self awareness mm. and and uh, like a a clearly defined enough like kind of identity with 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 big groups of people. Yeah, that they can do it from the start. But for me, it was just trial and error. Like yeah. of just going up on stage, trying to think of like what I should talk about. And then going up stage, oh, that fucking bombed. Yeah. They hated me. Um, And then gradually kind of getting closer to working out, like you kind of find like this vein of um, these certain topics that when you talk about them, looking as you are, um, sounding as you are, uh, people kind of just prick their ears up a bit. Sure. And like honing in on that and then expanding yeah from right there. yeah so yeah like this gradual kind of trial and error thing mm-hmm. um of yeah just fucking like brutal bombs 
and then um, gradually, yeah, like finding one or two things that I could talk about that people would respond to. Yeah. And then once you have those, you can find more. And do you, th- do you think that's something that a lot of people, like takes a lot of people a long time to figure out? Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard for a lot of reasons. Like it's hard because there's a kind of, um, like you have to be very conscious and critical. Yeah. And, and it takes a while to develop that way of thinking. Yeah. Um, or it did for me. Um, and then the other hard part is just when you're starting out, no one wants to put you on stage because you're terrible. Yeah. Um, most of the time. And so just getting enough time on stage to get that feedback. Yeah. That also really fucking slows down the process. Yeah. And I yeah. guess developing a thick skin to oh, ma- managing failure, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, because I mean, I guess that, that that's what's always been interesting to me with, you know, for people that do comedy, I guess, because it's, it's, so di- it's so different to me from playing music because the... I mean, if your band sucks, your band sucks. Mm. And like, you'll find out pretty quick, like when no one likes it and no one goes to shows or whatever. But like, I think, you know, I guess when you're playing music, you're not really, at least the music that I'm playing, I'm not like exposing myself. Like Mm. I'm just like, I'm just playing stuff that I know people like, you know, like it's kind of an easier thing to go into. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, with with stand up, I think it's it's harder to practice by yourself, mm. um, <clears throat> because y- you you don't want to like go out like you don't want to like build up this big routine like you can't you can't write an eight minute bit like people do this at the start I did it at the start yeah like you write an eight minute bit which is just like a song you know yeah, like yeah. here's this whole performance that I'm gonna do for you right yeah um, but when you get on stage and you find out like. 40 seconds into that bit that the audience isn't responding to these ideas. Um, and then you keep going like you are in such bad areas, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? And I think that's, that's part of the difference is like, um, the way that an audience has to engage with stand up is, is different. Like you have to really keep them ticking over and keep them engaged. Yeah. Um, because, in a way, yeah, it's. I think so. Like music's very social as well, but stand up mm. is this kind of weird thing. Yeah, well, because I even like I, in like a work context, I remember one of the first times I had to, I had to like get up in front of a group of people and mm. present at work, and coming from playing music and liking comedy and things mm. like that, like I had an awareness of like the fact that like. Two, like three to four minutes is a long time to be mm. talking in front of people. Oh yeah, with nothing coming back to you. Yeah, like, and I remember like you know, like being, and I guess you kind of learn this at uni a little bit as well. But like, mm. like working with people who would be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I've I've written like a 15 minute thing to talk about, and it's <laughs> like, fuck man, like 15 minutes is. Yeah. A lifetime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you. some people have some real balls. <laughs> it, the other thing is um, <clears throat> with, 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 with stand-up, I, I think it's probably true of like most performance mm. or performance. But um, <clears throat> apart from the kind of technical side that you have to develop, there's also just like poise. Like you just need yeah. 
a calmness. Yeah. Because if you don't have that, you can't do anything else. Like you can't, you can't tell your jokes because you'll be, you'll be panicking. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it's, yeah, it's like learning to drive manual. Like it's just a lot of yeah. shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how long did it take you to find that like calm? I well, I wouldn't claim to have it now. Yeah. Right. Um, like partly just like as, as, out of superstition, but um, I think uh, it's, it's just like an ongoing thing. Yeah. yeah just of, trying to of, things, of things slowing down on stage for you. Yeah. Um, but I'd, I'd say like in the last, maybe like last couple years, mm. things have slowed down a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, it like, yeah. I mean, I think, I guess like you got to find like your comfortable spot within it too. Mm. And I guess it, I, I guess it probably changes every time you do something different or you try something new as well. Yeah. And that might, then that like throws it back to like, how the fuck do I drive again? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you're always, yeah. Like you're kind of um, trying to, work like work out how to do new things on stage and like yeah engage in it in a different way and each time it's it's a risk and it feels scary mm. but that's also what keeps it interesting because otherwise yeah like if you if if you take the stage the same way every time it gets fucking boring yeah yeah and like doing um doing like video stuff like mm. you've been doing with ben yeah like how do you how does that like how does the stuff that you doing stand-up translate to doing in video like is that like a completely different set of skills that you have to apply to it or um i think there are definitely different skills uh but i think the the main thing is like uh being comfortable being yourself yeah when you're being judged sure and um that's like the that's the main thing in stand-up yeah and it's also the main thing in, in a slightly different way when you do a podcast or yeah, yeah. or a video thing is the fact that someone's recording you mm. means that you, you you have to have a level of comfort sure with uh with with, with that so that that's the part from stand up that i think you can, you can over. you can bring over yeah 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 i mean i think even do, even doing stuff like this like i mean you can tell like if you listen to the first time that you did something like oh, this oh yeah you're like like if I listen to that now, I'm like, fuck, I'm, this is embarrassing. You sound like a real nervous Nelly, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. And even just, but like not having the confidence in like not needing to like, compl- like write out an entire thing mm. and just read that to the other person yeah. that you're talking to. Yeah. Like feeling comfortable in the fact that like I can have a conversation with a human being. I yeah. don't need it to be like structured around something else. Yeah. And finding like your groove in where you want to go with conversations mm. as well. Um, with the like with all this stuff, what like um, I guess for me, it's like it's it's just such a good way to like get all the types of things that you're thinking about out mm. there. Is that the kind of like is that why you're doing you know trying to do different things with it? Is or is it trying to hone the skills that you're developing um, with each of it? I I. I just, uh, I don't know. Like I, I just sort of try to keep it interesting yeah. and, and get better. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't have like a big, like overarching plan. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just, I enjoy doing it and I, I like to try different things. Yeah. Yeah. And like coming from doing like, 
law school and stuff. Yeah. Like how did, what, what was like the track to get there? Was comedy always something that you were like interested in doing? Um, or was it something you found through like uni and through things I, like No, that? I, 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 I loved comedy um, in like, yeah, since forever. Yeah, yeah. But it, I never thought that it was something that I could do until I met, I met this comic at a party. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then e- even then, like I'd been doing it for four years yeah. and I still didn't think it's something that you can actually like quit your job to do. Mm-hmm that seemed crazy to me. Yeah. So I was always like, oh, I'm just, I I have these interests. Yeah. But I, but I'm a lawyer. Like I, and I, my thing is that I've, I make money and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. just, I have this like secure yeah, yeah. Um, kind of life. Um, so yeah, it, 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 it was just a kind of a gradual thing of like, changing um my idea of what was possible or reasonable or yeah yeah and do you and have you like found comfort in that now like or do you still find like sometimes you got to go back to the well of like maybe i need to be doing this or like i shouldn't be doing this oh (laughs) um yeah i mean a a little bit but i think it's um now i'm i'm basically like you know i can I could go back to that if I wanted. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and I wouldn't feel bad about it. I didn't. I didn't hate it. Yeah. Um, it's just that I want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, at the moment, it still feels like it. it it's uh, possible. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. 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 I mean, I think like the um, it, it's it's really interesting too, particularly given like the weird you know, obviously the, the weird last like 14 months of mm. like not being able to do anything really. Yeah. But it's, it sounds like things like comedy, particularly in Melbourne have like come back, like, you know, in a real, like with it's, it's a lot been, of enthusiasm. It's been great. Yeah. 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 People have really um, embraced it. I think. Yeah. I mean, I guess like having a year of fucking not doing anything mm. like has really pushed people into like yeah. wanting to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you, Thank for, you for having me. <laughs> My absolute pleasure. Thanks for uh, picking Lateralis by Tool mm. so that I could reminisce about smoking weed in high school. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Thanks for coming and doing it.